0: You're listening to a weekly podcast made by Miami Dolphin fans for Miami Dolphin fans. Your source for entertaining Dolphin news, insight, and general conversation. Here's your host, Michael Fink. Hey everyone, this is Mike with the fin Fans podcast. Uh, tonight with me, I've got uh, Jim Johnson. Good evening, everybody. Some of you have submitted questions to us that we're going to go ahead and answer tonight. We're going to talk a little bit about... Uh, Some scandals the team has been through. Uh, I found an article that was written back in uh, uh, 2013, and um, we're going to kind of throw a couple of scandals in there that happened since then and kind of rate them uh, off the cuff a little bit here, and uh, uh, we'll discuss them and and, and see what we think uh, should go where. We're going to have a little fun with that. This week is the Combine, and... uh, uh, everybody'll be watching that and watching the quarterbacks and watching the linemen. What about you, Jim? You going to watch the combine?
1: Uh I don't know. I'll probably touch base with it here and there. I I don't know. I struggle. I struggled getting into that college thing until there's some more in-depth uh research done on some of these players. Uh, most of these guys are up and down and uh I don't know. I just you know, you watch one particular part of a of these things, and it's it's really ta- hard to get a read on a guy, really.
0: Yeah, I mean, to you know, everybody calls it the underwear Olympics, and that's more or less what it is. I do like to watch the quarterbacks throw, just to, just to see, you know, what they've got in comparison to everybody else. But uh, it's not the perfect setting for them because you know they don't have their team there; they have other players there that they're trying to sync up with. It's not a real fair. Uh, evaluation, and then the coaches know that. They're more interested in the interviews and the psychological tests and all that other stuff that they go through. Yeah, right. Uh, the other stuff is just basically window dressing and uh, uh, just to put the kids through the paces and see how they handle it. But they're, yeah, not, right. they're not so concerned about performances they you know would be otherwise. So we had, we had a bunch of questions that were submitted. So let's go ahead and attack those and see uh, what we're thinking here. Let's do it. Mark Rutherford asked, who do you think is going to be the biggest name cut this offseason? And uh, well, who might be a surprise cut? Well, for me, it's it's probably the same person, and that would be uh, Ryan Tannehill. What about you? You think that's a surprise? Well, I I think most people expect them to be able to trade him, and I I don't think they're going to be able to.
1: Yeah, I hear you. You know, I don't think that's going to be a surprise for me and as far as guys getting cut that's it's kind of a tough call but I suppose the other guys are probably going to get traded you know the Rashad Joneses and the Xavier Howards and the and Cameron Wakes they're either free agents or or people that'll be traded you know Kenny Stills has come up but these these guys aren't going to get cut so you know you know I think Josh Sitton is still under contract and uh, it I think a lot of people think he's coming back, and it wouldn't be, uh, I think that would probably be one of the guys that I would go with that's going to not be here.
0: Yeah, it was reported today he's expecting his release. So oh, was, really? Yeah, yeah. Geez, I must so, have missed that. Yeah, we'll see how that works out. Do you think uh, Gazeki will transition into uh, a more receiver-based tight end this season with less emphasis on the blocking game? That's also asked by Mark Rutherford.
1: Uh, that's a catch-22 really it's all about his performance. His biggest issue is he he struggles with contact at the line and his physicality is a bit on the, the lacking side. Uh, so that's basically on him because I mean even if you're not supposed to block if a guy jams you at the line and you're off balance then the play is dead so while i i feel they he'll have more success this year than he did last but that's still you know on his back to uh to make some plays
0: for an athletic guy he did not look as athletic as i thought he was gonna look uh he ended up off his feet quite a bit either at the line of scrimmage or downfield uh now when he had the ball in his hands he was always trying to hurdle people instead of uh uh, powering through contact. So, not not a very physical guy. We're going to have to see if maybe a little bit of weight training and strength training doesn't help him uh, do a little better this year.
1: Yeah, I I think he'll be better. Uh, Tight end is a hard position to learn coming in, and you've got to to learn all the receiver stuff and all the offensive line stuff, and it's a lot to absorb. Uh, But he needs to be able to keep his balance and and make plays better, I think. So we'll see what happens. Uh,
0: Last question. Well, it's not the last question, actually, but another question that Mark asked was, um, what do you think will be the biggest loss from the coaching staff? And I think most people would say Rizzy. I don't think that's much of a surprise.
1: Yeah, I got to agree there. I mean, Darren Rizzi's the, really the only one that I'm a bit upset about losing. But, you know, hey, this is a whole new ballgame. So uh, I'm, no, no point in crying over it. Let's move on.
0: Yeah, and, of course, I'm not including Gase there because uh, there was no reason to. Uh, we don't know what kind of loss that's going to be yet. That's going to be determined in time.
1: Yeah, no doubt.
0: Um, Tyler Reed asks, what do you think the outcome will be for Harris this year if he plays a more natural position? Uh, Will he still be a first-round bust?
1: That's a tough question. Uh, He didn't get much playing time last year, uh, and, you know, he did make a few plays here and there, but... He's not a very good down, hand-on-the-ground defensive end, so with limited reps, you can't learn how to apply your your pass rush moves on offensive linemen uh, if you don't have those reps. So that's a tough call, but I, I think he'd have more success standing up and rushing the passer.
0: So do I. We'll see. I mean, it's still going to happen, but, but I think so, too. I, I think... Uh... You know, he he needs that burst. He needs that uh, ability to uh, kind of have a running start. His game is speed, and and coming out of the uh, uh, stance with his hand on the ground, he just doesn't get the power, you know, uh, that you'd like him to have. So he's a speed player, and he can't... uh, He doesn't have the strength that uh, Wake has. Uh, As as Wake bends around the corner, you know, he just doesn't quite have that down. Um, So I'd like to see him standing up. I'd like to see how he does. I think he might do a little bit better.
1: Yeah, we got to hope he does. You know, I was kind of excited when we got him to see what he could do, and and it hasn't transitioned to anything much yet. So we got to hope that, uh, you know, standing up and getting going will do the trick for him.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to be optimistic with him. But uh, the question was, will he still be a first-round bust? And the answer is, we don't know. Yeah, that's, that's in that's the wind really right it. now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we haven't seen him play standing up, so until we see it, I can't really answer that without, with honesty. Yeah. Um, But that's my thoughts. Do you think there's a decent trade value in Kiko, or will team stay clear of his poor coverage and consistent penalties? Well, I don't think the penalties are really going to factor in whether a team will trade for him or not. I think it's more the contract and uh, his ability. I don't see anybody trading for Kiko personally, but I wouldn't be surprised if someone did.
1: Yeah. Watching him play all these years, I you know, putting on my GM cap for another team, I wouldn't want to bring him in with the contract scenario he's got and that he's going to want. So, yeah, I I don't see a big trade market for Kiko. Uh, you know, that we asked about a surprise cut, and, you know, Kiko could be that surprise cut.
0: Well, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> You know, I, I've also heard people say that they think he's going to stay because they just, the team just did like a uh, promotional highlight reel type thing for him. So uh, that must mean that the team is keeping him, you know. I, I don't get that deep into that kind of stuff, but uh, uh, some people feel that way. We'll see.
1: Uh, you, it's either that or they're trying to build his trade value, one or the other.
0: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Reed asks, what, what role do you see Jakeem Grant playing coming back from injury? And I, I think it's going to be the same role he's been playing.
1: Yeah, he's he's uh you know, he's a small speed guy, and he made a lot of plays on the ball field last year, and you know, how can you not want to utilize that moving forward?
0: Yeah, I, I enjoy watching him play. He he's got heart.
1: He does. He does. He wants it every time. You can see it. And, uh, you know, we nicknamed him Mighty Mouse, I think, out there, because that's just, you know, he puffs his chest up and he makes plays. And uh, that's more than we can say about some of the guys on the team.
0: Uh, Tyler asked if there's more of an issue in Drake's shoulder than people think, and I really can't answer that. I, I haven't seen any medical reports or anything to make me uh, have an opinion one way or the other.
1: Yeah, I read that question earlier, and I, I actually did some research, and there's there's nothing out there. So if there is a problem, they're keeping it under wraps pretty tight.
0: Yeah, you know, that medical information a lot of times is hard to get simply because uh, it's kind of illegal to put it. Some yeah, of that out yeah, there.
1: it's a doctor-client uh,
0: yeah. privilege. So, yeah, so, you know, unless the player's agent uh, releases something saying something, it's, it's really hard to get. Yeah. Here's an interesting question, and and Tyler asked, uh, did the Dolphins not want Sam Madison, or find no need for him, or did they want to stay clear? Um, I I don't think it came down to that. I think that uh, Flores had people he had in mind, and uh, he didn't really know Sam Madison. It wasn't one of the people in his inner circle, so to speak. So. I, I just think the name probably never crossed his mind. He was probably focused on the people that he knew and, and his circle. Uh so I don't think it's a knock on Madison in any way. I just think that uh uh Flores had a had a you know a, a game plan in mind and he stuck with that game plan.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean Flores doesn't know you know the Dolphins history with Madison or anything, so there's really no connection there and these coaches bring in guys for one of two reasons. Uh, one is, is, you know, personal experience with them. The other is, is reputation and, you know, they fit the job description and, you know, Flores already had his people and, you know, it was not an issue. You know, I'm sure, I'm sure it was never an
0: issue at all. He wonders if, uh, Isaac Asiano will have more of an impact this year. And, uh, uh, the only thing that I could say is he's got to prove himself in training camp. And, and so far, he's yet to do that. I mean, with as desperate as they've been up the offensive line, uh, I don't know what's going to change, you know. But you never know.
1: Yeah. I, you know, we've talked about Asiata for a couple of years now, and we've been all kind of surprised that he hasn't got more opportunities to play considering how porous our guards have been. And yet he didn't get many snaps so if he can't even uh make it onto the starting roster in our condition of our o-line last year then he's got some major issues to overcome so i i to be honest with you i don't see it happening uh
0: mark rutherford asked what uh role do we see uh, minka fitzpatrick playing will he specialize at safety or continue to be used across the secondary um, and I think the the latter part of that is is probably more accurate uh, uh, right now, uh, as long as uh, Rashad Jones is on the roster. I think that uh, he's going to be a jack of all trades. Uh, how do you see it?
1: Well, Flores has already talked about how, you know, the defense is very flexible and he's rotating guys in and there's a lot of different alignments. So you know he's going to put Minka where he feels he's going to have the the best effectiveness and week you know, to week. yeah it's going to be maybe it's in the slot maybe it's it's you know lining up on a specific tight end or something uh you know he's one of the best talents on the team right now uh you know as long as you mentioned Rashad Jones is back there i mean he's you know he's not going to be doing the safety gig much so uh, he's going to continue to float around to the to the best place, I think.
0: Yeah, you know, we'll know a lot more once we see who's on the roster. <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah, should... you know, is, is McDonald going to make the team? Is is Jones going to make the team? You know, if either yeah. one of those guys uh, don't make the team, then you know, then then you start getting into uh, uh, maybe him settling in more into a safety role
1: yeah and we don't know what's going to happen with zavian howard and we we still don't really have a cornerback number two uh and if something goes with with the x factor and we don't have another number two guy man now we're stuck with bobby mccain and you're scaring me jim yeah well this is this is a big concern for me right now so uh, you know that's that's all up in the air right now
0: yeah. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's just something that there's no way we know because we don't know exactly how much they're going to blow up that defense.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, the draft is pretty stoked with with defensive linemen, so you know, I'm thinking they're probably going to go heavy in that area and they they've got to do something with the offensive line, so you know, where they play Minka is is not too important at this point he's going to do a good job wherever he's put I exactly
0: think. right he's the last guy to worry about they're going yep. to stick him somewhere and he's yep. gonna he's gonna produce Yep, that's for- ryan uh, norwood asks uh, do we find a trade partner and he lists jones and wake and Tannehill and parker and quinn and kiko uh the only guy of that group i could see them possibly trading uh really would be Tannehill, and uh, I think that's unlikely because of his contract. But he's the only one I could see them possibly trading if they're going to be able to trade any of those guys. They've all got uh, uh, some age on them, and uh, I I don't see anybody jumping to get any of those guys. Uh, Maybe Parker for a late, late pick. Uh, I don't know. I just don't see it. What about you?
1: Yeah, I you know the trade options like you mentioned some of these guys are getting on in age potentially quinn somebody could be after but uh, you know he hasn't he didn't play that great uh his last years with the rams and he didn't have great season here you know his contract numbers were pretty substantial
0: well, that's it. That's that's why most of these guys are not yeah. going to be tradable, in my opinion. Exactly. You know, those, nobody wants those contracts. They'd rather right. you just release them and they take their chances in getting them. Exactly. Uh, because if they, if they trade for them, they're kind of taking that contract. And, yeah,
1: they uh, have to absorb the Dolphins deal. And, uh, you know, they're going to end up, the Dolphins are going to end up, you know, cutting a lot of dollars. But they're going to make some cuts that are going to hurt. But then other teams can, can sign them on the on a lower deal.
0: Yeah, the the way that works is, is their salary is what gets traded with right. the player, uh, not necessarily any um, bonus that's been prorated. That's what turns into dead money.
1: Yeah, yeah. The other thing is, is some players will agree to a trade if they want out, and if they agree with the other team to to renegotiate. But
0: that's, that could happen that, if, if they want to determine where they go.
1: Right, and that that seldom happens. It does now and then uh but man you you look at these guys there's just not uh, you know a guy that stands out that somebody's going to want to trade something of value for you know you mentioned parker and you know i'd be lucky to get like a
0: well he's a free agent so true true it's very unlikely very unlikely
1: yeah and cameron wake was mentioned and you know he's a free agent as well so we're not going to get any trade value there uh, you know, obviously that's, that's either we're going to try to sign him or he's going to be elsewhere. So.
0: Brian asked if there's any AAF uh, players that we think could get a camp invite, and Who knows? Uh, I have no idea. Uh, do you?
1: <laughs> I haven't followed that, that league at all. I did, uh, see that, uh, one of the linebackers that we released has been shining up there, but, uh, I forget his name, but uh, you know, no, I don't see any of that happening. I think we're going to focus on on uh, some younger guys, uh, you know, undrafted guys, and 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 see who we can work up. I think the next couple of years they're not going to spend a lot of money, so I don't I don't think they're going to be reaching to that new league.
0: I think they'll look at it, and anything is possible, but they. The drawback is you're going to be bringing in players who have just played a season of football, so what what kind of wall are they going to hit? <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, uh, that's true. You know, and, and
0: that yeah. would be my concern there.
1: Yeah, they're already wore out when the season begins.
0: Yeah, are they healthy? And, and all those other questions come into play. Yeah. What underachievers on our roster will now benefit uh, the most from the new schemes that we'll play?
1: Well we already we already talked about Charles Harris uh,
0: right he would he would be the obvious answer uh, anybody else
1: Well, we also mentioned Asiata Asiata I mean he's a guy that you know maybe a new offensive line coach can make the light bulb go on or something but other than that, you know drake had an off year and and maybe maybe uh he'll he'll have more success this coming season uh whether that's scheme related or not i don't know but there's several players that could do better maybe uh you know kenny stills had a bit of a down year uh you know more to do with the nobody quarterback really, yeah well a combination of no offensive line and no no quarterback yep. that can make things happen it's it's a bad combination for those deep threats
0: exactly and and yeah you've got to have time to throw the pass so that's definitely a factor as well but yeah. uh it seemed to me that th- their focus was throwing short oh yeah um, no more doubt so than it has been the last few years
1: yeah well they were trying to i think that those checkdowns were becoming more and more apparent and you know the thing is I don't mean to get on a bash Ryan thing again but you know you watch other quarterbacks and when they get pushed out of the pocket and the, and everything breaks down you see the quarterback run around and extend a play and a, and a receiver come back and and they make a big play uh man that's something I'd like to see from the Dolphins offense now and then
0: well once we get a quarterback we will Rusty asked, does Ryan Tannehill get traded or cut? Uh, He thinks that Washington is a possibility and uh, he wonders if there's any other teams we think that he might be a good fit for. And no, Washington is the place I would see him going, uh, you know, because of Alex Smith's situation. Uh, I don't know where else he might end up, you know. uh Jacksonville's gonna need a quarterback and, and people are talking about maybe Foles landing there. Well what if Foles doesn't land there? Then maybe maybe that's a spot for Tannehill. Uh little, yeah, we'll just have to see. What do you think, Jim? Uh, to be honest with you, we already mentioned
1: Tannehill being a surprise your you know, your surprise cut, and I I can't see any team in the NFL wanting to absorb Ryan's contract. Right. Uh that is a massive deal for what do you i mean if you're going to spend money you want some return on your investment and man i just don't see the upside to want to take on that you know 20 some million dollar contract you know and the other thing with Tannehill is you know you know you mentioned trade or cut uh if the trade's going to happen i think it's going to happen fairly soon because other than that he'll probably be a post-June 1st cut, because that's where it saves the Dolphins the most money. So, you know, it's going to have to be before June 1st, and if I'm another team, I'm not going to take that contract on. I'm going to wait till June 2nd, and then I'm going to pick him up for $12 million.
0: Right. Yeah, and that's that's exactly it. Uh, then his agent can price one team against another and right kind of inflate his market, if there is a market, uh, and see what happens there. Yeah. But neither I don't see uh, him being an easy trade because of that contract.
1: Yeah, it's an albatross for sure. I think he's due to get paid almost the same money as Tom Brady.
0: Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, James Spinoza asks if if uh, we think this is going to be a long rebuild and uh, asks how we feel about the current roster. I'll let you answer that first.
1: Well, it depends on your definition of what is what a long rebuild is, you know. It's it's really hard to say, but it all depends on how lucky they get in the first couple of drafts. Uh, you can be a draft guru all you want, and sometimes sometimes guys just don't work out. But cutting to the chase a little bit, uh, I want to see I want to see consistent, decent, solid play in three years i think you know this next coming year is going to be kind of laying out your groundwork and and starting your build so i wouldn't expect too much in 2019 you know after the 2020 draft you know you might you might get your your franchise quarterback in 2020 uh, and you're going to have more acquisitions and you're going to have more money flowing because of carryover from uh 2019. So, you know, 2020, we'll probably start improving and looking better. Uh, But I think probably 2021, year three, is when you'll see the the team start to come together a little bit. Yeah, I
0: I kind of agree. I I think it's going to take at least a couple of years, a couple of drafts before uh, uh, the team has the quarterback and has... uh, some offensive and defensive line talent to start to become really competitive.
1: Right. And, it's and gonna... this
0: is all, this is all assuming they don't overachieve and, and I don't necessarily think they will, but it's always possible. So we'll see.
1: Yeah. And you know, then you gotta, you gotta find your identity too, you know, so that's going to take a little time.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, and, uh, talent kind of determines that. Right. And, uh, they'll have to, uh, Flores will have to have an identity that he wishes to seek. And uh, we won't know really what that is until uh, uh, we start to see some of his schemes. And, uh, you know, are they going to be a carbon copy of the Patriots? Nobody knows that, you know.
1: Yeah, exactly. The whole thing is a learning process. You know, we have a new coach and a new team coming up. So we really don't know what to expect from Flores and his staff. And, you know, we're going to have pretty much a brand new team on both sides of the ball in the next couple of years. So, uh, you know, everybody has high expectations. They want to, you know, they want to win a Super Bowl, obviously. But you're not going to see what you want to see in two years' time. It's going to be year three or year four before that happens.
0: I would agree with that, Uh, especially on offense. Yeah. Uh, So... I went and found an article today uh by accident uh and and the article was a bleacher report article that was printed uh, june 14th 2013 uh the writer's name is uh, thomas galicia and uh the article's entitled miami dolphins top 10 scandals and controversies so we kind of wanted to go through this real quick and uh uh, you know, 2013 was a long time ago, so, uh, we got to pull some off this list and put some others in. Now, now at number 10, I'll go through his real quick. Uh, he has the, uh, Sun Life Stadium renovations because there was some difficulties with, uh, the city of Miami, and, uh, if you've been a fan of the team a long time, you know there's always been difficulties with the city of Miami. Uh, uh, Joe Robbie always struggled getting them to do anything for the Dolphins, and, uh, They've never been quite fair to that franchise like they have to the Marlins and uh, the Heat and some of the other franchises. So I toss that out. That to me, that had nothing to do with the Dolphins and much more to do with the city of Miami.
1: Yeah, that uh, was definitely a, a conflict between, you know, Stephen Ross trying to make some things happen and get some get some help from from the from the locals, and that didn't happen at all. And Ross ended up doing it out of pocket.
0: Just like Robbie did before him.
1: Yep, yep.
0: He has number nine the 82 AFC Championship game, and uh, most of you that remember that game will remember that, you know, it was a quagmire. It, the field was mud, and uh, uh, it had rained uh, for a few days before that game, and specifically the night before. Yeah, and, there was standing
1: uh, water on the field.
0: Yeah, and uh, the, the pumps underneath the field, uh, I mean, the way it works, is you, you had the turf, and you have like a sandbar underneath the turf, and uh, underneath that, you have uh, pumps that, that actually pump that water out, and uh, those pumps had malfunctioned the night before, and that's the reason... Uh, that the field was never, uh, tarped. They didn't feel like it needed to be tarped with the pumps running like they were supposed to run. It would have drained the field, but because those pumps malfunctioned, uh, that water just sat there and, and didn't, uh, drain like it should have. And, uh, that's the reason that was such a wet game besides the fact it was raining all game.
1: Yeah. The jets were complaining that they didn't cover the field with, with the tarps that they use nowadays, but, uh.
0: Yeah, they felt like Shiloh was cheating, yeah, know, basically. Yeah, uh, they didn't So, it, have was, a, it was a controversy. Yeah, yeah. They,
1: they didn't have a tarp to cover the field with at all, I guess. So, they didn't used to worry about those things as much back then.
0: Well, they, they did have certain rules in place, but as I said, because of the way that field was constructed, it really generally didn't need to be tarped. It right. needed to have the pumps running, so...
1: Exactly. Suck the water out.
0: Right. So, shit happens. That's for sure. <laughs> uh. At number eight, he's got uh, Joe Robbie steals Don Shula from the Baltimore Colts, and I'm not going to get into the whole story of uh, Shula getting here, but that that's an interesting choice, and, and it was a little bit of a controversy. Um, at number seven, he has Nick Saban says he's not going to Alabama, and then he goes to Alabama. Uh,
1: yeah, that was kind of a mess.
0: Yeah, that was. Uh, looking back in hindsight, I. I I have softened on that a little bit. Uh, but he's still an asshole. Yeah, um, exactly. Jeff Ireland Jeff Ireland's number six with the uh uh prostitute uh thing. Uh, yeah, that was pretty bad, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll remember that. Yeah. Uh yeah, well we could have had Des Bryant, but you screwed that up.
1: Yeah.
0: Ricky Williams and his uh uh, choice to uh, walk away, you know, from the Dolphins uh, for a while uh, is his fifth uh, pick. Uh, Alfred Oglesby disappearing uh, is his fourth pick. Wonder how many people remember that. Uh, you want to tell that story, Jim?
1: Uh I can run it down a little bit. I uh, I hadn't even heard, I didn't remember him at all myself it says here in the thing that he was drafted uh, defensive end by the Dolphins in the third round of the 1990 draft Uh, and then he moved on to the to the Packers and the Bengals Uh, but he ended up going out well during training the the veterans are allowed to leave the complex so Ogletree borrowed Richmond-Webb's car and uh, ended up at a uh, lady Gentlemen's club and uh, left there and and continued to another house and drank some more and uh he woke up in the morning and the car was gone and he was late for practice and it was a bad deal and uh you know then the the don shula was calling looking for him because he's he's always on time and he was late and uh the police got involved and and he he, he panicked and made up a story that the car was stolen, and he didn't know what happened, and uh, it all worked out. Uh, he apologized and said he was very embarrassed. He got panicked because he was afraid what Shula was going to do to him. So uh, he wasn't worried too much about Webb uh, beating him up for losing his car, but he was sure worried about what Don was going to do to him for being late. So... He uh, he apologized and and fessed up to what happened to the police and uh, you know that was kind of the end of it. But yeah, after that, no, even the veterans couldn't leave the complex during uh, the training.
0: Well, you, you uh, may or may not remember, but they tied him to a tree. The players did uh, as, as retaliation for him for him screwing up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't remember that part of it. Yeah, they they pulled him out of camp and uh, tied him to either a tree or the goalpost. I don't remember which. And uh, uh, made him stay tied to the uh, tree or goalpost for like a half hour. And, you know, he was a big guy. (laughs) Yeah. It was was a pretty funny story. You know, you can imagine this big old guy tied and not able to go anywhere. And uh, uh, that was the player's way of having some fun with him. Yeah. Uh, But – Shula didn't find it funny. He ended up uh, working his way out of Miami.
1: Yeah, he. It said uh, soon part ways later that preseason. So, yeah, I'm sure that was the whole the whole deal. So,
0: uh, Lawrence Phillips, the Lawrence Phillips experiment. Do you remember that one? I do not. Okay, well, that was a Jimmy Johnson deal. Uh, he, he. It was a uh, Phillips had some talent, and the uh, the problem is he was he was just not right in the head
1: yeah he was a felon uh, was basically
0: <laughs> yeah, he beat women and then just was a bad story uh i don't see it as it being a major controversy really but uh he was just a guy who didn't learn his lesson
1: yeah now, uh, it was number guy.
0: two on the list he's got cecil collins and, and that was a little bit more of a controversy because he was another guy that that jimmy johnson took a chance on and uh the
1: risk to was, reward trick
0: yeah, he was he was a strange dude. He crawled into people's homes, specifically women's home you know, rooms, and he was just he was a strange dude. And he ended up in jail, and that's where right. he belonged. Right. And And uh, number one is interesting. He's got Mercury Morris from Miami Dolphin, the Cocaine Cowboy. Uh, and Morris did you know have a, have a problem at one point, but uh, that was so long ago. I, I really didn't consider that a controversy more so just a player making you know a life choice that uh wasn't in line with uh being a professional football player
1: well it was the 70s and uh, all the rich and famous you know cocaine at the time was the was the thing to do and you know it was pretty widespread uh you know he just uh you know kind of kind of took it a little bit too far here and there and and got uh you
0: know well he was arrested in 82 right uh, yeah, that so was that was several, a years. little bit yeah it was you know at, after his career actually and, right uh, right uh you know these things happen <laughs> players had money and uh they were party animals back then you know there were no cell phones and uh uh they could they could live a wild life if they desired desired to and uh uh, a lot of those guys did I yeah mean, no uh, doubt They would be party know, animals yeah joe rose mark clayton those guys aren't shy about it they'll tell you <laughs> oh
1: yeah yeah
0: so um so that's that i might not know you know i mean some of those i don't think really qualify as controversies Now if you ask me about Bullygate, i think that should probably be number one on the list uh, of course that was after uh 2013 so if I revise that list, that would be my number one uh, pick. Uh, do you have a controversy you might add, Jim?
1: Well, it's not really a lot of controversies. I mean, the whole Bullygate thing with Martin and Incognito and and Pouncey was involved. That was that was just a damn mess. And you know, and then Clueless Joe saying he had no idea uh, just compounded the whole thing. So I agree. I'd have, I'd have that up there at number one as well. Uh, you know, as far as controversies, you know, one thing that always, always kind of ticked me off was that Patriot game in the snow. When they, when they,
0: the snow plow game, they, yes. they,
1: they used a tractor to, to damn plow the snow and, and that was against the damn rules and it never really got a whole lot of attention. Uh, so that one always kind of upset me, but, uh, other than that, you know, other than you know, controversies like drafting Dion Jordan, uh, now not not too much, you know, the Ricky Williams thing. Uh, that guy, he he just liked his marijuana, so you know it, it is what it is. Uh, you know, if if that Ricky Williams thing had happened nowadays with the social media, oh my goodness, <laughs> that'd be a big controversy.
0: It would be real interesting to see, you know, the the 70s with social media like we have it today. (laughs) I wonder how that would have changed time, you know. I don't know. Uh, Because it's it's a vice for a lot of these players. uh, Yeah. And, uh, you know, it doesn't help them, let's put it that way. No. So, uh, you got anything else you want to talk about tonight?
1: just that it's been pretty quiet uh you know dead quiet yeah we've got the combine coming up and and the draft soon after that the uh league year starts here the 13th of march or the 12th of march uh so things will start to move here uh you're going to see start to see some of those transactions that we've been anticipating uh but keep in mind that a lot of this stuff has a june 1st designation you know that makes a difference whether it's it's before or after June first, so kind of kind of be informed on on what uh, what contract deals are in place before you expect knee jerk decisions happening here mid March.
0: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, you know, obviously the new, the new league year starts on the thirteenth, I believe, of March, and uh, at that point we'll start to see uh, the wheels start to turn. Yeah. Um, you know, now they can cut somebody then and designate them a, a June 1st cut. Uh, I believe they can do that with a couple of players. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's a limit on that. I think there is, but I'm not positive. Um, meaning they can only do it with so many before June 1st. Yeah, true. Uh, uh, so you think but, so you think they'll tag anybody? If they did, it would be James, but I don't see it. Yeah. Uh,
1: that kind of defeats the purpose of not paying him, right?
0: <laughs> well, if you, if you wanted to rent him for a year, that might be a way to keep him without True. making a long-term commitment to him. Yeah. Uh, and that would be the only reason to do it. you know. If you say, all right, well, let, let's keep him and uh, uh, we'll move on next year just to buy yourself a, a year in a position that you don't need to fill. With all the other line issues, I could see that possibly happening. But I don't know. I, you know, everything is so up in the air because we don't know what they think of anybody because they're, you know, these coaches are all new.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's it's we really don't know what direction they're going to go.
0: Pro Football Focus put out an article today that that uh, uh, basically said, you know, that James is a bit undervalued. He's a very steady player. He's not a great player, but he's a very steady player, and that has value. Um, and I tend to agree. I, I think James will get his money. Somebody's going to pay him. Now, whether or not it's us, we'll see.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you, we talk about offensive linemen, and we we pick on James because he's not as maybe consistent as we would like. Uh, but I read an article years ago about uh, offensive linemen, and, and they get put under a microscope because, you know, they can, they can play a great game for... 98 out of 100 plays and yet, yet give up two sacks and a fumble and a strip sack or something. uh, When realistically, they had 98 good snaps and just missed and two bad plays. And yet they're the, they're the scapegoat of the game. So uh, offensive linemen, boy, they, they're either the hero or the, or the felon, you know?
0: Well, you know, he's not dominant, but as I said, he's steady exactly uh you know over the last couple of years i i they the article suggests that he's ranked uh in the top 32 grade wise right uh so that says something you know he he is giving you a certain level of performance week to week that's not to say he's not going to have a bad week now and then everybody does uh but uh more times than not he's he's getting the job done uh although he's not doing it in a dominating form um the other thing that it says is uh, he's a better run blocker than people give him credit for, uh, so that means something as well.
1: It does no question. Qual-
0: Especially you know uh, in the uh, uh, NFC, uh, you know North, uh, that division is uh, run heavy, and uh, you know it, somebody's going to pay James. It's just a matter of who.
1: Oh yeah, no doubt he's going to have a have a job. You know no question and you can't really blame him for for uh you know taking his best his best contract uh i just got a bad feeling that he's going to be playing for another team and we're going to have uh you know either a drafted guy or uh or a cheap uh free agent so that's it's a concern for me for sure
0: well if we're gonna do that we better have a good line coach <laughs>
1: uh-huh
0: line coach better be good because you put a bunch of young kids out there you got to have somebody who is a good teacher and yeah. uh, can get them up to speed quickly or whoever you put back at quarterback is going to get hurt.
1: Oh yeah, no doubt. It's it's you know that offensive line coach is going to have to have magic dust if he's going to end up with uh, four, un- oh, no,
0: we had we had a line coach with Magic Dust. That didn't turn uh, yeah, out well.
1: Yeah, well, I meant Magic Dust to help the players be better, not uh Yeah, magi- that was another
0: controversy, by the way.
1: Yeah, Magic Dust to make the problems go away. No, uh-huh. uh, yeah, yeah.
0: All right, so, guys, listen. Uh, if you're listening to the show, and obviously you are, you wouldn't hear me say this, uh, please like it, please comment on it, uh, please share it, um, and... Subscribe to it. Uh, we we need you guys to do that. Uh, that helps uh, uh, present the podcast to other people. It gets it listed higher in the ratings and uh, uh, keep us around a while. So uh, please take the time to do that if if you haven't done it yet. Uh, doesn't matter what uh, h- how you listen, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Google Play or whether you listen through Stitcher or Spotify or iTunes. Wherever you listen, that's the place to like, follow, and comment. Uh, uh, So we ask that you do that and help us out there. Uh, We'll be back next week. We'll talk a little bit about the Combine. Uh, We're not going to spend a great deal of time talking about it, but uh, we'll have Kyler Murray's height and weight, and everybody wants to know that. Of course, you'll probably know that long before the podcast, but uh, we'll talk a little bit about him, and we'll talk about some of the other guys that... uh, uh do put impressive performances in uh and have good workouts and that type of thing but we're not going to get crazy with it uh, uh i think right now we're just kind of patiently waiting for free agency and all the moves to start and uh, uh then we'll have some fun with that so uh i've got nothing else jim have you well we we were answering
1: questions earlier and we said they were submitted to us and uh they're submitted to us from our uh, facebook page miami dolphins number one that's hashtag number one uh we're miami dolphins 24 7 and that's where we uh we came from and that's where the questions are from and uh we'd be glad to have you over there on the on the group and uh, like mike said please like listen and share to the pod and uh fins up fins up good night everybody good night all